Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to talk about how to show real love to our students, even when they're not acting lovable. And if you're listening to this when this episode comes out, it's the end of the year, and this can be the time of year when students are honestly starting to get on our nerves, right? And so this is a great time of year to step back and to intentionally choose to love our students and to show them that love. And I mean, we all know how powerful love is, right? We've seen that. We've seen the change that it's capable of making. But as we said, sometimes it's hard to demonstrate that true, genuine love, especially when our students are getting on our nerves or they're not acting very lovable. But honestly, that's all the more reason that we should be focusing on showing love when things are going wrong, right? Because love is such a powerful force. I love 1 Corinthians 13, and the final verse says, And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. I mean, think about that for a second. We all know how important faith is. And hope is, we desperately need hope, but they say that uh, love is the greatest of all. You know, so often we view love as a feeling, something that we feel towards someone. But truly, love is a choice, a choice to act a certain way, regardless of how we feel in the moment. And it's on the days when love is hardest that it's most important that we show love. But how do we do this? Well, there is so much we can say, but I love the description of love found in 1 Corinthians 13. So we're going to go through that and apply it to our classrooms. So first of all, 1 Corinthians 13 says that love is patient and kind. Oh my goodness, this is so much easier to say than it is to live out, right? I mean, when we think of just all that we deal with as teachers, right? When the same student has asked the same question 500 million times, it's hard to be patient, right? We we know that we love our students, but showing it with patience can be really challenging, but it is so important. Being patient, being kind, even when we don't feel like it, is a powerful expression of love. So first, love is patient and kind. Second, love does not seek its own. Now, as teachers, we certainly know what it means to put others first, right? Our lives are given to serving our students and doing what is best for them. But that does not mean that selfishness doesn't slip in, right? When a student is arguing with us again, we're not always 100% focused on their well-being, right? Often we're getting defensive and upset and we start taking it personally. 
I don't know about you, but when the grading starts to swallow my desk, I tend to get more task-focused than student-focused, right? I just want to focus on my to-do list and block out all the people. But genuine love doesn't seek what's best for me. It continues to give and to give. Now, a small caveat here. This does not mean that you don't take care of yourself. This does not mean that you don't rest. Rest is important because if you don't rest, you have nothing to give, right? But the point is um, not to allow is is to choose rest, choose refreshment for the right reasons, right? Uh, not we're not focusing on what we want. We're focusing on what is best and we're keeping ourselves refreshed in the process. Hope that makes sense, that distinction. But regardless, we're seeking what's best for the students. This is particularly, like I said, relevant in not taking things personally, uh, not letting ourselves get upset, not focusing on what's best for us all the time, but on what's best for our students. Number three, love is not easily provoked. Don't our students, though, know how to push all the right buttons? (laughs) There's definitely been moments where I just wanted to scream at someone. And thankfully, I don't, I don't struggle too much with the temper. So I've never actually hurled chalk at a student. Like I've, you know, heard many stories of such things happening. But Despite that, there have definitely been times when I responded with less than complete control, and I am sure uh, you can say the same thing. But nonetheless, true genuine love is not easily provoked. It loves even in the most frustrating moments. Number four, love thinks no evil. Do you ever do you have a student or two that just seem impossible? You know, those ones that if we're being honest, we kind of secretly wish they would uh transfer another school or at least take a week-long vacation, right? <laughs> but these are the kids that honestly need our love the most. They desperately need someone to believe in them. And if you've been teaching for long, you may have even started to see that sometimes these are the kids with actually the most potential for to change and, and potential for greatness. And sometimes they even turn out to be our greatest blessings. I tell the story, um, one of the students when I was teaching that was the most frustrating, definitely fit this bill, turned out to be one of my greatest blessings. I got a Christmas card from her again this past year. It has been over six years since I taught her, and she sent me a Christmas card in the mail. And so don't don't think evil of these students, right? Focus on who they are as a person, on their God-given, um, you know, their, that, the fact that God loves them, that God created them, and that there is so much potential there, even if it's in a raw form. So believe in them. Uh, believing in a student is a powerful expression of love. Number five, love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. You know, our society has really been amping up its efforts to tell us, to present the idea that it's mean or even hateful to tell someone else that they're making a wrong choice. Um especially when it comes to, you know, certain certain areas. But here's the point that I want to make. If you truly love someone, you don't want to see them continue down a destructive path, right? <laughs> and this can this can be in a variety of ways. So, genuine love seeks to speak the truth 
kindly and humbly, humbly pointing out wrong and showing the right way. So as opportunities arise, obviously we have to be careful. Like as teachers, uh, you know, if, if, with as a parent, you know, everything is is kind of your place almost, right? Especially when your kids are young. There's so much um, that we are responsible to guide our. our children in. As a teacher, we need to be more careful about where we do and don't interject ourselves, but nonetheless, we should always be looking to guide our students to humbly point out wrong and show them the right way, right? Things that will make them successful and and truly happy in life and set them on the right path. So as we're able to, whenever we are able to correct or guide our students, that's a powerful outpouring of love. Here's the key. As long as it is done in love, right? It has to be done in the right spirit. Finally, number six, love never fails. So this means on the days when everything is going wrong and Wesley's snide comment feels like the last straw, love still doesn't fail. When report cards are due in three hours and you find yourself sorting out this interpersonal mess that took place on the playground, love doesn't fail. It endures all things. It bears all things. Love always loves. So I don't know about you, but if you're anything like me, right about now, and even as I was going through all these, I just kept thinking, this is impossible. How can we possibly love like this? How can we consistently be patient amidst all the things that are thrown at us? How do we seek our out the good of our students without letting our own egos and pride and get in the way? How can we actually not be provoked by the things that are happening in our classroom? How do we see that good in our students and, you know, believe in them? How do we rightly rejoice in iniquity, but uh, not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth? How do we keep loving in the moments when it's hardest? This is impossible. And I honestly believe that's the point. This kind of love is impossible because it's not a human love. It's a divine love. It's God's love. Love is listed as the first fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And that means that it is a result of the Spirit's work in our lives. Think, think for a minute about fruit, right? The fruit of an apple tree, an apple, right, is produced by the tree. It doesn't produce itself, right? It's a result of of the tree. In the exact same way, the fruit of the Spirit is a result of the Spirit. This Only the Spirit can produce that in our lives. It's not like an ornament that we hang on the tree. You know, I'm just going to add some love to my life and then everything will be great. We can't do that. Yes, we can make strides. It might be a little bit better, uh, but it's not going to have the impact that we want unless the Holy Spirit is producing it. It has to be a superhuman love to truly love our students the way that they need it. 
So if you, if this sounds strange to you, if you do not have a personal relationship with God, uh, I would encourage you uh, to seek out the scriptures, start reading the Bible. Uh, I recommend the podcast Truth for Life. I'd also be happy to talk to you. Send send me an email at lynda at teachfortheheart.com or another great website is godlife.com. We link to all of these. We can link to all of these in our show notes at teachfortheheart.com slash real life. But find out more about what it means to know God personally because when he lives in you and starts to change you from the inside out, It is incredible. For those of you that know Christ, however, uh, sometimes we still don't experience this love. You know, the answer, though, is actually quite simple, though not necessarily easy. What we need is more of the Spirit in our lives. That means we need to surrender to Him. We need to ask Him to change us. We may need to spend more time in his word, reading it, memorizing it, thinking about it. And we certainly want to deepen our relationship with God through prayer and worship. And finally, yielding our lives to the Spirit, asking him to work in us and allowing him to work through us. You know, it's not a snap overnight change, but it's a daily decision. Actually, I would say it's a moment by moment decision. Will we spend time with him today? Will we yield to him in those tough moments? Will we allow him to change us one step at a time? My prayer is that he will continue to work that in me and in you. And as he does, I know it will continue to just be a powerful testimony, a powerful example, and a uh, just just a wonderful um, a wonderful work for your students to see. Let's take a moment and pray to that end. Father, thank you so much that love is from you. It is you are love and it comes from your character. And thank you that you've ingrained that in us and that desire in us. And I pray that you will help each of us. Lord, just fill us with your spirit. Give us that superhuman love day in, day out. I pray today that you will clear our hearts of selfishness and pride and the ego and that you will fill us with love, that it will be pouring out of us. I pray that you will show us in each of our lives what changes you'd like, uh, what changes uh, we can make to be more more filled with the Spirit, to allow the Spirit to change us from the inside out, and that you'll help this love to be a powerful outpouring and make a a great difference in our students' lives. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for being here. Once again, if you want to check out the notes from this episode, they're at teachfortheheart.com slash real love. And if you are wanting to find out more about a relationship with God, uh, once again, I recognize I recommend truthforlife.org. Start listening and finding out more about what it means to trust and depend on God. 
One final thing, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can do us a huge favor by sharing it with a friend, either with a personal recommendation or by leaving a review on iTunes. The more reviews a podcast has, the easier it is for other teachers to find. And so we really appreciate those of you that take a few minutes to leave a review. Thank you guys so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.